Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast, here for another edition of Pod, Talk, Jam, and Break. It is me, the Brazilian Dragon himself, Felipe, here to talk about High School Musical, the musical series, season two, episode seven, The Field Trip. And today, we have an extra special guest filling in for Caitlin Glacken. It is the one and only Rebecca Shilsky. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. Hey everyone, how's it going? I'm so, so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Felipe, for inviting me today. Of course. Do you want to tell everyone who you are and uh, what your background is with High School Musical as a franchise and this show specifically? Oh, I would love to. Um, So, hey everyone, my name's Rebecca. Um, She, her pronouns. I'm living in Chicago now, um, which is awesome. What brings me to High School Musical? God, I was a High School Musical lover. I was a Kelsey wannabe um and I have a great relationship with High School Musical I worked with like three to five-year-olds at a summer camp every year and I would always make them learn uh we're all in this together as their final dance song for work um loved every minute of it um I've watched every movie multiple times and I've been such a big fan of the show when it came out it completely filled that niche and that like want for me to relive and download disney plus but feel like it was okay for me to download disney plus because there was something for me and not just being able to call myself a disney adult yes um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. as a disney adult i i i don't i i see your point like you want to you want to be able to download it and not feel like a shame for your love. Right. Like Disney plus came out and, um, you know, they had all the Disney movies, Disney shows, all the kids got Disney plus. Then they had the Mandalorian, which, you know, got this different demographic and older demographic. Um, but also a wide variety, right? There's no really, um, niche with star Wars. It's for everyone in every age and every gender. Um, and then there was kind of this like lost, section of like 20 to 30 year olds yeah um that were did not need to download it but then they came out with high school musical the musical the series and i bought that shit so quick you were you're on top of it so i I have to ask though you said you've watched every piece of the franchise multiple times does this start pays fabulous adventure absolutely when she tries to go on broadway and then she does the number with the dog and he like is stepping down the steps at the same time during the audition classic yes classic rags to riches here we go featuring the kid from good luck charlie that movie yes oh my god yeah oh my god we have a true bonafide hsm universe expert here yeah i'm ready to bop to the top slip and slide and ride that rhythm (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so what did you think of season one and season two so far before we get into this episode specifically? Like, do you have any favorite characters, any favorite original songs or cover songs that they've done? Yeah, um, I definitely think season two is doing something a little different now, which um, I think has not, I don't know if it means benefit the show, but um, season two has been having more of these musical numbers rather than season one, where it's more out of character experiences. So we have kind of cuts to higher end commercial dance breaks um, and versions of the songs that they're singing. That was something in season one that I really appreciated that they didn't do and didn't do that like kind of glee-ish push. Um, The first musical number around you felt very glee. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think there's something to be said where when I was in high school, I also did theater and we ended up doing Beauty and the Beast. Um, And our one Mrs. Potts. Yes. Typecast. (laughs) Typecast to the max. Um, And so rewatching this season, I think it was so, I I think coming into season two, it was so smart to um, diverge from our, you know, expectations of them doing High School Musical 2. Um, and the way of them standing in the room ready to, they're singing the songs already, Ricky already knows bet on it, like he knows the choreography, like that was my high school experience, getting ready for like the sequels and things like that, and being in like the cast room. Um, And so to flip it on its head and do Beauty and the Beast, I think was a excellent choice for the show. Um, But now I feel like we're getting some numbers that are great and we're getting the Beauty and the Beast numbers, but we're also getting these dance breaks that are not, you know, their original songs and some are wonderful, but the way that they're done in the show, I don't know yet. Yeah. So I'm ready to like dive in today about like the mob song. Yeah, I have so many thoughts on that. So many thoughts on that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I finally clicked why this season feels very different. Like the first season felt very internal, like all the drama was happening within East High. But then mm-hmm. this season feels like there is obviously internal drama, but it's a lot more external, like the pressures of like the Menkees and like the other school. And this episode yeah. really brought that all to head. Um, that said, like we did have a lot of internal drama with like Gina this season. And I feel like that's kind of like lost on us now. Like I feel like it was very weird because Gina wanted to leave and now she's staying and I feel like we spent so much time on Gina's arc and this episode kind of felt a little whiplashy with her being very happy to be there and like I feel like yeah. we didn't get any content on that for the first yeah, time in a few I think weeks. They, I think we're getting so much Gina right now which is good but I think it's I don't know if they know what they want with her yet. Yeah um, we Maddie and I talked last week about if we think that they were fleshing out Gina because maybe Olivia Rodrigo might jump off the show at some point and Gina's going to be their star. Mm-hmm. Do we think that, do you, how do you feel about that theory? That's really interesting. If that's where they're going, they need to make me like her more. Yeah. Oh, I, I like, I do. I would rather, I think I would rather follow I mean, okay, hear me out. My favorite character is Big Red. Same. Putting it out there. Well, okay, ah! Seb is coming for that crown this season, but. Seb is coming up there. Um, I also I, love Courtney. I was always a Carlos Stan from the beginning. Um, but Big Red and Ashton. 
Like I would follow Ashton a lot harder than I would follow Gina. Okay. And so I don't know if they're trying to make it like the villain arc of like coming back and like now Gina's going to be here and she's going to be good and she's going to love being here. Yeah. But Ashton, I mean. I, I really like Gina. I like that they're giving her more, but I also really like the actress. I think she's a really good actress and that's maybe why. So I might be like a little biased. I think regardless of like how Gina was doing. Also like, I feel like I love the like kind of snarky, like not villain, but like the the character with like who's rougher but like has a soft heart like I she gives me Santana vibes and Santana was my favorite <laughs> character on Glee because she was like the snarky one making fun comments in the back but like and she was like an antagonist at points but she was like really a good person at the end of the day but I think I'm getting that fulfillment from EJ okay I think they're letting EJ fall this season and I think we gotta bring him back up okay yeah. Uh, my thoughts of where EJ's going. So he joins the AV club. That's awesome. I think he's getting the NYU scholarship. Where did that oh. go? Where did that go? He comes yeah. into the season. He's like, Duke, Duke, Duke. Doesn't get in. Yeah, they no. Mention in episode one or two about this, you this know, is... college scholarship. And then all of a sudden it's gone. It's they haven't happened. mentioned anything else. But then I feel like we'd have to see him sing more because we haven't seen him sing Which, at all. Which bringing to the mob song, that entire song is Gaston's, right? You know, and like Ricky starts it off, and then Lily sings at points. Like I'm like, where's EJ? This is literally Carlos sings, I, yeah. and I understand they did the thing where it was like, yes, the dance battle, the bells, the beasts, the Lumiere's, right. yeah. But where was EJ? Let yeah. him shine. Exactly. Bring to EJ. That's my. Yeah. That's- <laughs> no, I'm here for it. That said, like, if. I, my other theory is that uh, EJ might stick around and like be involved if they want to keep him on the show. Because if he goes to MIU, then he's like written off the show, right? And they can like, I think they can survive without EJ, but I feel like if they want to keep him around, they might have him go to a state school in Utah or something. So maybe, um, I also think that, I think that North High is going to win. I think it's going to be that like, they won't win this year, but then they'll come back next year and win or something. Interesting. I don't know. I think this episode really threw me for a whirlwind because- there was a part of me that when they went to go sneak in and try to find the mask, I mean, I, I looked at, you know, my partner and I was like, they're like, they're going to get disqualified. Yeah. Well, I was I, like, if they steal something, right. There's, they can get disqualified. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah. Disqualification was on my mind last week. And I'm glad that Lily brought it up because I'm like, you can't change the original text in like a competition. Like, yeah, as a like, musical theater like you can't add a new song like they're very strict like these publishing companies that like allow give you the right they're like you can't change any dialogue you can't change like you can't just make the rosa character in like right. add a song uh, add, i mean you could probably make the rosa character but she can't do anything she just right exactly i mean like there's been done where like in my production we had the three silly girls and then we had four other girls that also were extra silly girls. So that yeah. it was a mob of silly girls on stage. Was that in the lines of the show? Eh. But they didn't They're like background the extras, like. Extras, yeah. lots of blonde. Sorry, ensemble. <laughs> yeah. The ensemble, lots of blonde wigs flying yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned you were Mrs. Potts. How do you feel about Courtney this season before we get into like the nitty gritty of this episode? Because she is yeah. this season. I do like Courtney a lot. I am, I really appreciate that ever since she did uh, in season one, when they were testing the mic levels and Courtney sang, um, ever since that moment, she has become a 
uh, performative character um, and not just behind the scenes anymore. Yeah. I do like that they didn't make her change though. It was not either like you do costumes or you're on the stage. Um, and I think that was really important to her character arc and especially her being like a boss ass bitch and doing everything. Um, I think, you know, I think, her, I think that she so far, if I was younger watching the show, um, I would look at her as like a cool role model in the show yeah. um, and kind of the voice of reason in the show. She has yet to do something wrong um, to any of the characters um, and has only benefited other characters. Yeah. So I like Courtney. I, you know, I think that they're only putting her in a good light. So I'm, I'm nervous to see what comes next after yeah. this like Howie reveal. Exactly. Yeah. Dun, 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 uh, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, we'll get to it. But yeah, let's just start talking about this episode. Episode <laughs> seven of season two, The Field Trip. Um, I did not think this is how the episode was going to go. When I saw the title Field Trip, I thought it was going to be more of like a traditional field trip that maybe they go to like a competition and the other school is there and that's where the drama comes. I did not think they were going to hijack the school and like go in and like be a part of their like day. But that's that's not a field trip. That's just like breaking and entering. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, but this is, we start off with Gina and EJ. They are, well, we start off with Ms. Jen as the recap person. And how do you yeah. feel about the breaking of the fourth wall on the show? Do you like that? Because that's something Dude, I, I love it. I love it so much. And I think that's something that I miss about season two was that season one did that a lot more yeah. and had the like one-on-one -on -one moments. And I think that for me, almost office style, right? Yeah. Where it was like bringing it forward. And when I would pitch the show to my friends to watch, I'd be like, dude, it's kind of like the office in the way that it's like making fun of itself. And they kind of are not making the fun of itself anymore. Yeah. Um, the show he definitely felt a little more serious. It like feels yeah. more tongue in cheek in season one. I feel like they're taking themselves a little more seriously this season. And that might they be are. a little of the difference. There's only two moments I can think about in season two where they did that differently, which was in this specific episode where Miss Jen did the, um, I only need five more minutes. Yes. That moment very clever and the moment before the episode before where gina is like i'm looking for a sign exit sign and then they yeah. go exit sign yeah um, there's a few so, moments that yeah. they had but like they're not as memorable like season one i can think of multiple moments compared to yeah like, i want more that's yeah. what i think about it i want more of those but yeah we start off with mr you want it all i want it all <laughs> i want it want it want it yes um <laughs> So Gina and EJ, they are the morning co-anchors and now as part of the AV club because Gina's the only friend who would do it with EJ. Um, and today they're interviewing Nini because the Rose song blew up because Carla posted it on Instagram. And Nini's interviewed, she was a first upset with Carlos for posting it without her permission, but she's blowing up. She has like, what, 25,000 views or something? Yeah, by the end of the episode, she has like 35,000. Yeah, um, so it's blowing up. Um, and Big Red asked Ricky about the sign. He's like very happy for her. Um, but he's like, should I be concerned? And they, there's like a little pause there. In this episode, we kind of, Ricky's a big dumbass. I'm sorry. Like, how do you not look at the lyrics and like, Especially knowing that he like not only triple texts her, but like 20 times triple texts her. So how do you feel about Ricky this season? Do you think they're intentionally making Joshua Bassett and unlike- Oh yeah. Show? They're making him such an idiot. They're yeah. making him such an idiot. And I think, and I don't know if that is the way of like, because it's Nini and because they have history and because of, you know, how long this relationship's going and how like, 
I just feel like they are losing his arc and his arc is only yeah. becoming his relationships. I, I was much more fascinated by the Miss Jen uh, arc last week with like Ricky. Yeah. Like we lost a lot of like the struggles of like him moving and his parents' divorce that they set up last season and at the beginning of this season. But like, I feel like it's all about Nini this time. And I don't know if they're trying to make him, I don't know. Some people I've talked to think that this is definitely like the writers picking a side and making Ricky look worse because of like what he did to Olivia Rodrigo. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that concrete of a storyline, but I do notice that they're not in a lot of scenes together anymore. And like, it's all relationship focused his entire arc. Yeah, I think, and I and I do think the one moment where it was, right, where it went outside of that and went back to the relationship with, you know, his parents, his dad, um, and him, you know, starting to start to date Miss Jen, it also just ended up being about Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. In the end of him texting her, of being overbearing, of not letting her go, of needing her, right? Like, I really do think that they're letting his character get left behind, but we I think I'm what draws me back is the first episode where he gets cast as the beast that um, and really and bothers me his audition was so bad his audition was horrible but right before you know so he's standing on the sidelines yeah. he does this horrible audition and they cut to Miss Jen and she's like I just need to make sure that like he can support the others right I need yeah a big you know he needs to be my star he needs to be my supporter and friend and then the next scene is when big red falls on his face and ricky helps him up yeah and i think we've lost that part of ricky in this season of the like being the support and being the helper yeah he's kind of just getting into the background like ej bring me more ej (laughs) yes i feel like they're moving a lot of people to the background like this episode who was i feel like nini was barely involved like it was a big miss jen episode but everyone else was, Courtney was there a little bit, uh, but, and I felt like a lot of it was Lily. So it was like a very like background heavy episode. We got some Gina content as well. So maybe, maybe I'm speaking about, but like Seb and Carlos were barely in the episode. Yeah, I really think, I mean, at the end of the episode, sorry, I don't want to like jump ahead, but um, at the end of the episode, they are all exiting the room as couples. And I think this episode is supposed to be this kind of like, end of act one of yeah. as everyone's leaving we get a little snippet of all the bad in the, and no the one's good. Feeling right like now. ej and gina or we got a little snippet of that so, yeah or like kind of the, the couple stare yeah right we have ashton and big red we have nini and we have ricky we have the courtney and the howie we have um Seb, and we have ej and gina like yeah everyone that's something that we've discussed is like all the all like everyone in the school is like very incestuous everyone has a couple like besides Courtney and Howie oh yeah but I gotta say like that's something that like my high school did too the theater we were all all like that you know and I think that's also like a fun high school experience thing but I'm surprised that there hasn't been more so like the the Gina and EJ which I'm you know watching from a distance and ready for it to boil and bubble I'm like, yeah, it's incestuous, but like that totally would have happened. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Um, and they also had a thing in the first season, like the the team understudy, <laughs> wonder studies. Yeah. Oh, okay, continue. Yes. Yeah, so uh, basically, that's that's our pre um, intro moment. Like we're gonna get the title card, um, and then we go. Courtney is revealing everyone's costumes, but she keeps getting interrupted by the elephant text tone. Do you have a specific text tone for your partner? 
I do not have a specific text tone. I do, however, my ringtone is How I Beat Shaq by Aaron Carter. And it makes me for so him? happy every time it comes. For Nick? <laughs> no, for everyone. Okay. Literally for everyone. It's How I Beat Shaq. Boom, boom. Put it in a hoop. That's iconic. Like, Everyone's like, what is that? I'm like, sorry. Hello. Hello. It's, uh, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I, 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 I'm here for it. I can't wait to call you one day and then be Please like, do. Yes. And I'll jam out. Usually sometimes I like forget. You don't pick be- up the phone. Like if it's somebody you don't want to talk to, you just leave it ringing and yeah. at least like, it's not annoying. It's like you can jam out for like a minute. Oh yeah. I used to be that kid with the uh, Kim Possible ringtone. <laughs> like iconic. Here for it. Yeah. Did you ever watch the live action remake? Of the Kim Possible? Yeah. Yeah. I that was one of the po- first episodes I ever did of a podcast. It was so it's in it's in the backlog if anyone wants to listen to that. But oh my god! Um, <laughs> honestly, the 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 version of the song they did was not as iconic as the first one, but it was still like kind of a banger. Yeah, the remake. It wasn't is like obviously if I had the choice, I'm gonna pick the original. But I I kind of like she kind of went off. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Courtney is revealing the costumes, but the mask is gone. Um, for the beast and Carlos is suspicious he's like North High definitely stole it and they're playing mind games because then they put up an Instagram post that's like we're gonna steal the show right um, so this like did you ever compete against other theaters in your theater program or did you was it more like of a show internal production um we did not we didn't compete um but what we did do is there's a so I'm from New York and in New York, there was a theater conference called NISTIA. And it was the New York State Theater Education Association. And every January, um, you would go as a theater company or group, whoever wanted to go, and you'd spend a weekend going to somewhere in upstate New York at this big, you know, resort. Um, like one of those like log, like cabiny resorts. Yeah. And it, you'd stay with all these theater people, all these theater teenagers from New York State. That sounds um, And it was, I mean, there were probably over 500 students um, and you would take classes. You'd take Shakespeare classes, comedy classes, improv classes, contact improv classes was like one of the ones I took, makeup design, tech. So you got to like take all these really cool like intensives, but also you would be standing in, you know, the lobby and all of a sudden one group would break out into song. Okay, I was gonna ask like, how many different times did everyone crowd around a piano, someone like play something and like- There was a piano upstairs and everyone would fight to sing Les Mis. (laughs) Um, It was disgusting. People would stand on the balconies singing songs all the time. Groups would be like, yeah, I mean like we're doing, you know, we're doing like, you know, the music man and like we, you just had to be there. Um, and it was really, I mean, it, it put a fire in us to kind of be like, well, we're going to Nistia. So we have, when we get there, like, you know, we have to show that we're, we're really great. And yeah. at the end on the, on the final night there, they'd have a huge banquet and you would get dressed up and they'd have a huge dance hall. And then all of these 500 theater kids, the, like that age would all get together. And there was always a dance off. Always. Oh, okay. Feels like um, a mixture of camp rock plus like glee and like yes. it feels like so much fun, but I feel like there was so much drama because like musical theater kids love drama. So I feel like there was so much drama. 
because you would also get there and you was would it a sleepover or was it like you come back for one night no you'd sleep in the cabin and like it was like a room and you'd I mean getting there too was a drama right because who's gonna sleep in your room there's only four people per room um so that was drama too of like who's gonna be in what room then we get there then you meet people people are trying to hook up with other people because they're also theater people who have never seen you know other people get them for really for the first ever time um I still follow a bunch of people on Instagram and online who like I did the program with um one of my I made a really good friend who went to a different school in my town um didn't end up meeting her until I went to this program and we like stayed in contact and she went to Muhlenberg and yada yada for theater so I mean it was very weird um and incestuous yes but also very competitive yeah um, but through the entire New York state I did two one-day theater festivals in like uh the local theater program in my town that actually I did one year and then next year Ethan did so shout out to so uh like I remember going supporting that when he was in it um because that one was very intense like they made the parents do like all the like the parents had to design the sets the parents had to like do the advertising it was like if your kids involved you have to work on it like um so my mom did advertise my dad was like a stage like like he did he built the sets and they were like you're not doing this again it's too much for us like this is summer this is summertime you're having fun but we're doing like labor for this but um so uh that was that we did that one time and then there was also a one day thing when I was like in high school we did one um that one was definitely like there was some intensives during the day and then it was like performances and you watch other people's performances but not as fun as your sound your sounds like kind of what we did with our ski trips where we would like get a log cabin or like yeah it was more like a sporty thing than a theater thing which is why it was so weird but they're also this is reminding me a lot of um I'm forgetting the exact name of the documentary but I think it's called Find the Search for Mary Poppins oh no not that I thought you were talking about the dance one in New York with like no yeah um there was a documentary called the I think it's called the Search for Mary Poppins and it was seven or eight different high schools in New Jersey all did Mary Poppins at the same time. Um, and they did a documentary where they jumped around kind of like this, where they're doing Beauty and the Beast. They were doing Mary Poppins and they jumped around to all different of high schools to see the way that their budgets worked, how they were doing casting, how they did fundraising, what they did for ticket sales, set designs. And they were able to like watch them all develop um, I'm, I'm trying to look for it and I can't find anything. Yeah, like, I'm going to have to try to find it. And yes. I'll, I'll, yeah. There's like Emily Blunt's videos. Um, watch the real Mary Poppins. Who was the real Mary Poppins? Saving Mr. Banks. It's like a lot of Mary Poppins stuff, but not like about this documentary. But yes, once you find it, you'll, you'll have to send it to me. Um, but it, it sounds super intense. It was really interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm forgetting it. Yeah. Well, anyways, we can come back to that because uh, Carlos, he's upset, knows for the fact that for sabotage and we mentioned Courtney has the elephant ringtone. Um, so that will come back to later. Um, so all the kids at North High, they go there and they're like, okay, we're going to steal the mask back. And everyone's there. Miss Jen says, don't dance with the devil or the enemy or whatever. Um, she says that like you never dance with the enemy. And they literally do that both her literally and the kids later. Them um but so they end up 
I, I forget at what point. Okay, no, G, uh, Gina Ashlyn's like, I'm gonna be Diana, and I am a North High volleyball player. And yeah. uh, Gina later takes that. So when Gina's like, I'm gonna be lookout. Everyone else, go ahead. Um, but we go back to Miss Jen, and this is the moment we were talking about where she's like walking up to North High to confront Zachy and being like, I'm nervous. I need five more minutes. Give me mm-hmm. a five. Um, so. What, what did you think of Miss Jen? Like, do you think it was a smart idea for her to confront him? Dude, I love Miss Jen. I'm a Miss Jen lover. We love Miss Jen here. Like, I love Glee, right? Jen. They, be- they definitely wrote her so much better yes. in the second season um, than they did the first. She and Seb, I think, got the best glow ups. Yeah, Seb too. They made him a real one. And yes. I, I love him. Um, I think that this... I think they're trying to force so many relationships with Miss Jen right now. Yeah. And it's making me a little bit annoyed because there's five different men that they yeah. keep every other episode switching between. Yeah. Uh, who's who's your number like, one ship for Miss Jen? Is it Mr. Mazzara? Because that's mine. Like, I like her with Ricky's dad. Yeah. I like want to see that come to fruition at some point. Yeah. Because I think it just solved a lot for him and for her. I think once Ricky graduates, then they'll get back together if they're yeah. single, but that's like a year and a half away. Um, well, then the college. Um, <laughs> maybe um, Ricky moves with his mom if they want to write him out the show. And then, well, hey, they can come to Chicago whenever they want and I'll be yes. so excited. You'll, you'll sign up to be an extra? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I really, yeah, so I really, I really do like Miss Jen. I... I mean, listen, they put Derek Huff into the show. There's going to be a dance number. There has to be a dance number. I really don't know why, but he's teetering on the line of Matthew Morrison right now. Oh my God. Thank you. Like sometimes (laughs) Jen teeters on that line too. Like, let's be honest. She goes to people's houses, children's houses. Oh yeah. I mean, she showed up at the cast party and was like, hey guys, or not the the, like New Year's Eve party. It was like, surprise, we're doing Beauty and the Beast. I was like, why are you here? And then she drives people in her car. Like, right. Or she's like going to the barn and helping set up for his birthday. I'm like, uh. I I will say, you watch Glee, right? Okay. Yeah. You reference that more. So I feel like Miss Jen is the good version of Terry Schuster. Like they're both like crazy and extra, but like Miss Jen is like with the good conscious and Terry Schuster has like, she's kind of evil. Oh no. But it might just be their face. Honestly, maybe. Okay. I think, okay. Things that I loved about the Miss Jen casting. She's definitely a Kristen Chenoweth wannabe. Yes. Um, and I think that was really great. I think something too is when the show started, none of them were stars. Yeah. Um, and so Derek Huff, besides Lucas Gabriel, who made a cameo, is the biggest, um, were the biggest stars at the time um how dare you sleep on martha cox oh my god also martha cox forgot that um that was also i'm so sorry this is a side tangent go on tangents my high my uh yearbook quote um was um um look at me and what do you see intelligence beyond compare but aside i'm stirring something strange is occurring and there's something i need to share Hip hop is my passion. I like to pop, pop and, and lock and, and jam and break. The inspiration for this podcast name. That was my uh, senior quote, but I didn't quote it from High School Musical. So people thought I actually just really liked hip hop. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Bye tangent. Anyway, yes, but Miss Jen, I, 
Um, really appreciate the casting. I really do like her. I don't think we need to be having so many relationship drama moments. Um, but I do also like to see her perform. Yeah. Um, I think that, that was my favorite Miss Jen performance. Like we haven't seen her do a ton, but mm-hmm. I think I, I always forget how great of a singer she is with the Around You and we'll get to it. But great. She's such a great dancer too. I, I really think that they need a moment for her. You know what? I, they need a moment for her to shine, but I'd like to see her doing musical theater and not pop. Yeah. Like, I want to see her Because her sing. song last season was also a pop song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to see her sing something that's musical theater. Yeah. Give her some moments to shine. Also, but I do like whenever she gets her moment, it's not around the kids, but maybe she needs mm-hmm. to do an intensive like singing workshop and get to do one. I know. It's Oh, and I love how much the kids love her. Yes. Like when Carlos called, I literally cried when Carlos was like, will you be my Madrina? Yeah. We, I texted you, but the climb, uh, still goosebumps. Oh, the climb. The version with them together with Frankie and uh, Joe, they, they did a duet version. What? I will send it to you. It's like they did a, um, on like, I, I will send it to you. After oh my God. Please. Um, I did not know until recently that they were dating in real life i am mm-hmm. yeah uh so let's hope they don't have a tumultuous breakup <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so uh we go back and gina's confronted by this north high jock he's like who are you and he's like uh, and she's like i'm diane and he, uh, <laughs> he's like improving her way through it and then the guy's like okay do you want to exchange snapchats and then ej comes here pretending to be her boyfriend being like oh want to go get our risotto they thought they were so good. Yeah. They thought they were so good. So we started the episode last week and I'm currently working at Second City where our whole thing is yes and. <laughs> and um, it was, I mean, just on the, you know, the title of the episode was literally just yes and for improv and I almost lost my shit. Yeah. <laughs> then the, I was very confused when I saw the title last week before I watched the episode. I was like, oh, this makes sense. This makes sense. But I just don't understand yeah. why. I think the improv intensive was very, it was a very funny idea. And I like that they keep throwing like more like into yeah. it. Jokes that I would get. I mean, not that they're not jokes that everyone would get, but there's sometimes yeah. they make um, theatrical jokes that are more of like, like, uh, oh, oh, like in season one, um, Miss Jen makes a reference and is like, well, honey, you need to know what happens to Hedda Gabler at the end of the play. And uh, she's just like, who? Yeah. I, um, I did also, one of my favorite small ones was when Carlos went to the pizza shop and no one was hanging out with him for his birthday. He's like, sometimes I dress like Eponine and I want a carpa load. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but they really were going for it that, with this risotto line. And they were, I feel like North High is kind of bougie. North has definitely bougie, but Lily sees them as they're talking, and then we already we get we get reintroduced to the Nini and Ricky tension. Um, but the group finds the box. Courtney sits on it, and there's like Beast Friend there, so they're like, "Oh, oh no!" But Lily and Anton and this other girl find them. Um, right. And <laughs> this is when I fell in love with Anton. Well, no, the first moment that I fell in love with him was when he <laughs> was like, "Why are we leaving? I haven't even talked touched my salad or my food at the restaurant." When Lily was like. He's moving on Nini. Um, but then uh, first, before we come back to them, uh, mm-hmm. like Miss Jen confronts Zach and he gets her upset and saying that you're not uh, like, you're jealous of me. You're not on my level. And they get up in a battle mode. Meanwhile, Lily challenges North High, uh, East High to mm-hmm. an, another dance off. 
And here Anton is like, oh, why would we steal your costumes? Like, I don't know what the word is in, in French, but it's very fugly. <laughs> like, and I love how he like, he does this many times during the episode. He's like, I forgive me because I'm, I'm French and I don't know uh, English words, but like your boyfriend sucks or something. Like he like uses his accent and his like English dodge yep. to like be shady and I'm here for it. Bro, I think, I think in a couple of episodes it's going to be revealed that he's actually from like Alabama. Yeah, I mean, he, w- did you listen closely when he was singing? He w- like, there was, they, at the end of well, one line, there was a French. accent when you sing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a fraud. I thought he was going to get in the way of Seb and Carlos, but no, I, 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 he's trying to get in between Ashley yeah, and Big like, Red. Oh, if but, anyone, if anyone does any damage to Big Red, I'm, I'm out. I mean, you I'm might have to fight out. him. Um. <laughs> But so Lily challenges the East High to dance off. They say no, and then they talk trash. Um, mm. Anton calls the costumes fugly, and then they're like, "Oh hell no, we're going in. We're gonna beat you." Um, and then we get two different dance offs. So first we get "Around You." What did you think of this song? It's an original song by Derek Huff and uh, Kate Reindeers, I think. I don't know. If that's yeah, right, but, uh, I think that's. I think that's it. Eh. I like, thought it was I, fun. I, it was poppy and dancey, but I don't think it was as good as uh, the other song that I think they've done in this vein. One, uh, the, the Dancer's Heart that Gina did a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think that song was definitely a lot stronger. I think that I, what I was assuming was going to happen, which I almost hope that they did, was that they did the mob song and did one of those moments where it cut was between. cut between the two of them. Yeah. Um, and it didn't have to be the mob song, but it could have been another song with the same chord progression. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. So you know how in episode three, they did the Ricky and Nini song, like kind of like yes. a, a mashup, but like they were written as separate songs and they wrote Yeah. yeah. Also, like uh, I can go off on how wonderful that was written. That was written so well. Okay, go off. No, t- t- um, When uh, Ricky and Nini both write their own songs and we, as an audience, we get snippets of both of them, but we get different parts of both of them so that when we finally hear it, and also the fact that it wasn't the exact same song and they still kept it as two different songs that sometimes yeah. overlapped. Oh, uh, oh, so, so good. The musician yeah. and you, do you think they wrote them intended to be a song that goes together or do you think they wrote two separate songs and then they mashed them up together like that? Um, when you're doing things like that, it usually starts with, at least from my experience, it would usually start with like, we write a chorus together. Okay. And then it, it starts with like being like, here's the bass. Here's yeah. the stuff that we're gonna overlap. Here's the chord progression. Go off and write, go off and write the lyrics, but then coming back together at the end to write the notes so that when one goes high and one goes low, they're not clashing with each other. Yeah. Um, just because they're in the same progression doesn't mean that the notes themselves are gonna flow perfectly, um, which That's they ended up doing it the third verse. Ah, oh, I loved it so much, but that was really well written. And I was expecting for this episode when they were doing the dance, you know, especially by doing the dance with the enemy, I was assuming that they were going to do some type of cut back and forth between the two of them because they were both doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah, no. So do you remember in Glee when uh, they did like a version, it was like three different couples doing it, but the same song? Yeah. Something like that with the mob song, sort of. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. But then that didn't play into the same. Um, okay, putting it out there, I'm a fan of the mob song. Everyone I like the original the song, song, but I don't like this version. No. Yeah. The original one, I mean, I think it was really cool. I thought the remix rocked, um, but for, for the scene itself. Yeah. That song gets a bad rep. 
but I think it's also super funny. It's like the perfect song for that battle yeah. and the perfect Broadway oh. song that you would never want to hear. I love the mob song, unironically, uh, but I see, I see an icon walking by it. Oh, we got an icon. Yes. For the icon, Nick. Oh, <laughs> he, he's getting in, in character to kick and be part of the mob. He's stretching for bed on it later today. Oh, we love that. <laughs> uh, so with the mob song, I actually yeah. like, really like this. I think it's a great guest on song, but I didn't like this remix at all. Like I, even though I like what they were doing with like Lily and Ashlyn and then Antoine and um, Carlos and Ricky and Howie, I like that dynamic, but if you're going to do the mob song, you have to let EJ do it. If they do guest on and EJ doesn't get to sing it, I'm going to be so annoyed because so far they've done Belle, they've done Beauty and the Beast, and they've done the mob song from the musical itself. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they did Home from the Broadway version. Um, I but love. I think my favorite was the bell, the audition, and Lily is a really good singer, and I want to hear more from her. Like, I hope she gets another solo because she's a really phenomenal singer. Like, I her part in Bell was my favorite by far. Um, that was really good. Either that or when Big Red hides his face with the sheet music. <laughs> like, yeah, I really want. So I think here's the thing: is I think they're setting up Ricky to sing "If I Can't Love Her." which is my favorite song from the Broadway musical. Um, I think it's the most like beautiful song. And I- think Joshua I, Bassett has the chops. I think Joshua Bassett has the vowel sounds for it. Does that make sense? I'm a little bit obsessed with Joshua Bassett's like vowel sounds. I don't know how to describe that any better. Uh, trust me, a huge Olivia Rodrigo fan over here. She's Bob. What's your favorite song on Sour? I like happier. Okay. I'm basic. I, I like it for you. Um, but it's good though, right? Yeah. It's good. Like every song on that album. Yeah. Have you listened to the Burn Cross with uh, Trader, Burn yes. Hamilton? Yes. Oh so my good. God. I could like literally die. But okay. So Joshua Bassett has the, the I vowel think sounds. <laughs> he has the vowel sounds when you can see him like being like no patient below us like I can I, I'm here for it I'm ready for Joshua Bassett to have that song it just needs to come and I guess they're doing it I don't know if he can hit that high note at the end though Ugh, I, I mean he, can, he couldn't hit some of the notes and bet on it you can bet on me yeah <laughs> uh, I think I, I like your theory though, um, especially like with this. So uh, we did around you, and that was a fun number to watch. I like it. You're not going to hire Derek Huff if he's not going to get to dance. I know. Um, what? Um, but, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. What did you think of um, the jazz version of Beauty and the Beast? Tales of All This Time. From which episode? From uh, Courtney. Courtney? When Courtney sang it and Sebi sent a uh, jazz piano. Oh, I, I liked it. Uh, I think I want to hear, I still feel like she was like holding stuff back. I feel mm -hmm. like at least in the direction of the episode, I feel like they didn't let her, like they kind of did her, like the direction was sort of like be a little softer and like more like pausing and like not as like full, like uh, not as like she was kind of like in a softer mode. But mm -hmm. I like the arrangement. Like I really... I, I, I don't know if it's a hot take. I like covers. I like covers because like, I like seeing interpretations of songs differently. Like The Climb was phenomenal. Um, the Climb was really, really good. But what about you? What did you think? Did you not like it or did you like I it? I loved it. I loved it. My favorite part was probably Big Red and Ashton dancing though. <laughs> like I said, Big Red could do nothing wrong in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, unless he does something wrong next episode, then you'll have to- Okay, I will kill him. him. 
but before, between around you and the mob song, Lily stirs the pot and tells Ricky to like think of the lyrics. And I'm like, you're so dumb. You haven't even examined the lyrics like about the like. Um, but he's like, yeah, it's about being confined by love and by a relationship. She's like, very upset. Meanwhile, Anton hits on Ashlyn. He's like, oh, do you want to go on a date? And Anton's like, uh, he's like, are you with that guy with the beast? No, you're with you're with EJ. And he's like, no, he's my cousin. Uh, who are you with? And he, he, she's like, the guy, big red, that's my man. And he's like, oh, him? Like, I thought you had standards or something. Like, and at this point, Rebecca was ready to fight. I was ready. You were ready. I was. Fight. I was. I was so ready to fight. Like I said, no one can do anything wrong to Big Red. Um, Rebecca would choose violence, just like Ricky chose violence as he snaps at Nini. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Continue. Go. Yeah. Go. So he's like, he snaps at her. He's like, and then she's like leaving. She doesn't want to be part of the mob song. And she's like, this isn't a good idea. Like, also, she wouldn't have even written it if Ricky wasn't like being annoying and asking Miss Jen if she could be in the play. Yeah. Like, just maybe this wouldn't happen, Ricky. Like, your actions lead to this. So. Yeah, it's consequences. Um, so do you want to talk about Ricky and Nini at this moment or do you want to talk about the mob song? Oh my gosh. Um, I think I have more thoughts on the mob song. Okay, let's go to the mob song. So we started off, the Beast keeps his mask on and I was like, Caitlin and I had speculated that Howie was involved in North High production. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, oh, it's Howie. Um, like, it sounds like Howie. Um, and I, so I was like, oh, it's so obviously Howie, but uh, he and Ricky sing with the guitars. I didn't, I don't know why Joshua Bassett needed the guitar. I, I'm just annoyed that EJ didn't even have a line in the song. DJ, I mean, TJ, LOL. EJ really, uh, they're putting him, they're, they're shy, shying him away. And I don't understand why. Um, I think the guitar was cool to introduce it and be like, we're doing something different with the song. Yeah, but then they did um, the trap remix, not the trap remix. They, they yeah, I, I think that was a really interesting thing. I don't think it was that necessary for everyone to get up in the grill with the beast still in the mask. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. I didn't know it was Howie until the end. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. And I was like- I didn't know for sure, but I thought I was like pretty suspicious. I'm like, and then when I heard the voice, maybe it was just like confirmation bias because I was expecting Mm -hmm. it, so- but then it worked out. And I look like a genius now, but if, imagine if it wasn't how he was some random kid. I know. Like, like, what? That's why I was like, oh, it's going to be someone big, right? They're making the choice here. It's yeah. going to be a huge reveal. Um, which poor actor. Was. Like the poor actor was probably sweating. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Oh, it's so sticky. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that the mob song was a great pick for this um for this piece yeah. i or for this moment the songs that they have left to choose from like this is probably like the best like dance off like battle oh yeah i'm trying to think of um like it's not gonna be guest not, on. Done, have they done any be our guest they haven't done be our guest they haven't mm-hmm. done guest on they haven't they've done beauty and the beast but i don't think that's the last time we've seen beauty and the beast done no i don't think so um i want to do um oh my gosh oh my gosh what is I gotta figure it out. The name, the name of Belle's song at the end that they added in for the Broadway musical. I um, don't know, but they they haven't done something there either. They haven't done something there or Human Again. Yes, that's that's one that they haven't done. Um, Human Again would also be really really good. Um, 
Yeah. I think there's so many more that they haven't. I got to figure yeah. out what is it called? And we only have five episodes left, so they got to start like using some of their, their catalog. Like They're not going to do Beauty and Beast and not hit like the big songs that everyone wants to hear. Yeah. Like they I hit every HSM song, I think. I can't wait to see how they tackle the transformation. Yeah. Well, that's the name of the last episode, the transformation. Ah, I can't wait. I can't wait. But yes, Mob Song, I think it was a lot. I think... They and the one thing I will say is I think that they did end it in the best way possible with their like not being a clear winner. Ashton yeah. almost falls off, and then inside um, saves her. Right, big um, red is big I mad. think that it was like dramatic, but I also don't think the thing I like about this show is that they take the drama and they somehow keep a lot of it in realism um, yeah. or expectation that would actually happen. Um, to I mean to a point, right? Yes, like they're yeah. on stage, they're doing a dance off. But if you actually listen, one of my favorite things too about the show is um, if you listen to the sounds and the foliage and they, you, they're they singing songs, you can still hear their footsteps. Yeah. You can still hear their voices louder than the soundtracks. Um, you can hear them moving things as well. Um, yeah. And so they listen to the soundtrack version. Are you talking about that, or are you talking about the the like during the actual like like show? Yeah. Um, when they are doing things on the stage and moving things around, you can still hear it. Um, and that's something in the sound design which I find really interesting that they wouldn't appreciate it too and appreciate it. Right. So when Gina's doing this huge dance in the barn, we're hearing their footsteps walking and dancing, um, and things falling. It's not only just the song itself yeah sometimes um, though you can notice like i noticed with that episode specifically like gina was her lip sync was a little off like oh, yeah, was yeah. but um <laughs> there there was a i do want to talk about the dance moments in this because gina was amazing um but those north high kids the with the Whoa. flip and the, that was like vocal adrenaline was shaking <laughs> Whoa, they i was never my high school never had good dancers. Dancing was something that we never had, except for we had um, this girl named Maddie who was a dancer. We had her audition for the musical so that she can play the main napkin and be our guest. And she did like all these pretty twirls and things like that. Um, that. And our carpet, my Dan played the carpet and um, had his whole number and did some cartwheels. Love that. It was weird. It was weird. High school's weird. Do you have so a DVD copy of it? I do. I want to. Oh, I'll, I'll send a snippet. Okay. I want to. Um, I want to hear you sing "Beauty and the Beast." Yeah, my off, my off voice in this huge. I had pillows strapped to my body. It was hot and sweaty. They have nicer costumes for the cups than you probably They're had. So nice. But it's also like the a Disney. So nice. TV shows, not a, like a real musical theater production. So yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so Ashton almost falls. Anton catches her. Meanwhile, they like get an argument who won, who won. And Lily tells them like the Rose song disqualifies you. Like, and they're like, okay, well, Nini's like, well, we'll still do it. It's at least something. Like, even if like, we need something to stand out. And Ricky's like, well, do we? Like, it's not that good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Nini is leaves. She is like, fuck you. Like you are being toxic right now. Um, Meanwhile, Ms. Jen and Zach are on a good page. They're like, oh, we need to like be friends. But Ms. Jen opens the piano and sees the Beast costume. She, Zach almost had it. And Ms. Jen is like, oh, no, we are going to have some words. Like, you are going down. Like, this was Ms. Jen going off. Um, 
at that point i also like was either how he was wearing the beast mask or they didn't have the beast mask it was just like an episode but did you think that zach was gonna have the beast mask do you think no i thought that they didn't steal it at all yeah I thought, I thought if they did steal it, it was only the kids. Like, Zach didn't know anything about it. But, like, the fact uh, that Zach was in on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it made it ten times worse. Yeah. That like, it was actually just him. You are an educator. Like, sir, what do you do? I know. Like, ma'am, please. Yeah. I really thought that because of how quickly Carlos jumped on it, I thought it was going to be a, it was actually just in our own room this whole time. Yeah. That would have been funny. But, yeah. no, they there's drama here. And, Meanwhile, everyone files out. Ricky and Nini, they're arguing. Um, Gina and EJ, they're flirting. Ashton and Big Red are, uh, Big Red's upset. And Ashton's like, I'm sorry. And then she makes a bad joke. Um, yeah, horrible. Like, girl, she's, she does this a lot. She, like, makes a bad joke. Like, at moments that, that are not needed. Like, with Gina last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Courtney, Seb, and Carlos are walking around. She's gonna, she's like, oh my god, I need to text Howie. He won't believe how crazy this is. And she texts him, and the beast walks by, and there's an Damn. elephant in town. And then Seb and Carlos like, yeah, we're going to leave. Bye. <laughs> and then Courtney's like, Nini walks by and she's like, oh no. Um, but Courtney finds Howie and Howie takes off the mask and he's like, let me explain. Courtney's crush. And she goes and Nini gives her a hug. And then the last thing we see is Nini starts a new Instagram account. Uh, yes, the original yeah. Nini or the, 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 the new Nina or something. The like, new Nina. The new like, underscore Nina. And oh, she's like, that's an account that's taken. <laughs> yeah. She's basically like, yeah, uh, I decided to make a music account. Um, I'm Nina, and she starts going by Nina now. So that's the end of the episode. What'd you think of this ending with like the Howie reveal with the Nina account? Whoa, yeah. I okay. I'm gonna talk about the Nina moment. Okay, go ahead. Um, and I think, well, is this the beginning of the end for? Nini and Ricky? I think so. And I think Ricky needs some time alone. I think he needs some time. That boy needs therapy. (laughs) Um, But I think that um, Nini going off and making her own account, starting new, starting fresh. And, you know, I think it's a huge, like, clap back at him because he was the one who gave her the nickname Nini to begin with, as we addressed in season one. Yeah. Um, and so by erasing that, she's almost erasing him yeah. um, and starting her own, you know, story, which I think, I think there's two parts, right? I think that it's great. And I'm really excited to see how it goes. Um, and I'm really excited to see the next episode. And, and I'm happy that she's finally getting out of that, um, you know, toxic moment with him and may- being able to show that his actions do have consequences. But also, was it extremely overdramatic and over the top? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the show is. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's high school. And I know that, like, I had friends that, you know, would have their own singing Instagrams and do things like that or change the name. But to completely change your nickname. Everyone calls you Nini to be like, oh, I'm Nina. We have the ability to do that. And I don't, I'm not trying to drag anyone down who does do that and rebrands. I mean, my name's Rebecca and I can go by Becca or Becky or 
Ew, one of the people Rebbe. I worked with tried to call me Rebby, and I was like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> That's one of the names of the characters in uh, Elite, if you've ever watched that show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was like, um, no. But we have the opportunity to make that change and and um and I and I'm really excited that she decided to make that change. But I think doing it so drastically on social media was not the right choice. No. Um, and I only think it's just going to lead to more problems than good. Yeah, I mean the whole thing started because of the social media post. That wasn't her decision, it was Carlos's, but mm-hmm. like it definitely social media can only hinder like and fan the flames of drama it won't it won't make it better and that's something i actually do appreciate about this show is that they they are using social media in a way that's not hi we're tweens using our phones um they appear when needed and they're put away when needed um and i also you know there's the moment where it's like we're in rehearsal so there are no phones and i think that also aids to a lot of it as well um and betters the plot because it's not yeah. like they're and, and it's they realistic because these kids yeah. are growing up with like social media like we saw carlos and in his instagram post from when he mm-hmm. was 13 like this is a thing that like real kids deal with and a lot of real kids watch the show like where are the adults who like can't get out of like the nostalgia but like right. children are watching the show and like social media is a big part and like this like maybe like this inspires someone to not post something on social media when they want to be like petty like who mm-hmm. knows I think some of it, I think the show really treats social media pretty well. I think there's only one moment where they went a little like jumpy the shark where it was with EJ doing all of the like live vlogs. Yeah. But I think the thing that was cool about that is he switched from the live vlogs and now he's doing video for the AV club. Yeah. Um, And it shows how you can like take that like experience and be able to shift it and mold it and shape it into like a better future and like use your skills for good rather than something that's going to upset you. Um, And so I think... As I've been saying this entire thing, I need more EJ. Where is he? I'm so upset. Um, and um, yes, yeah. yeah, more EJ 2021. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is Courtney and where she goes from here. Like, because there was a line, it felt like a throwaway line in the moment, but it was like, who's there's like, what if we have a secret mole? Like, who's get, feeding information or someone stealing ourselves? And like, you have to think that like Courtney is incredibly betrayed that she knew how he knew that she was like involved in this production goes to the mm-hmm. school he brought her the flashcards while she was at rehearsal like like i can't imagine how she feels and being like it was he only using me to get information and i don't think he was but like she can her feelings are completely valid because he like didn't tell her anything about him so like i'm wondering what we do next like i think this episode that we're going to come up might have a few breakups between ricky and nini and Hallie mm-hmm. and courtney which is so wild because they just got together like last episode i know Um, I think it's you know to that as well there was a line that Courtney said that was how do you you know feel like you know someone so well after knowing them for so little after knowing so little about them which was kind of a foreshadowing in that way as well I really do think that I really don't think that they're going to make Howie the villain right now um by the way that they've set it up um and be redeemed in some way yeah it's either going to be redeemed or they're definitely going to find a way to work together. And yeah. honestly, I think this might be the glue that come out, somehow saves the situation of East. Yeah. And Do you North think Howie sabotages the show? Do we think that could be a thing? Like he sabotages the North High performance and that's... I don't know if it's either a sabotage moment or it's a... 
and this might sound super cheesy, but it's a we're all in this together moment. And they come together and almost use that bond of like, well, I'm the beast and I'm not going to go on if you keep doing this. Yeah. Right? If you keep, you know, bringing this show down and their show down. Imagine if they swapped and- Ricky and Howie both changed schools. So they like. Sold. I would do it. dramatic. Yeah. No, I do think that um, there could be like, I just don't want to see season three, Howie transfers, like pulls a blame. Cause I like the tension of like them being at different schools. I think that's an interesting dynamic that they immediately threw away in glee that they like so who knows yeah, something my partner threw out there was that um uh, he was like wait carlos isn't at the rich school <laughs> yes right <laughs> like what um uh, and that was something where i i had a school right, that ashlyn was, and ej also yeah i'm like why are they you know and and i um I grew up in uh, Westchester, New York, and there was one, my high school, and then we had a rival quote unquote high school that was only a mile away from us. Um, but we didn't like see their shows. It wasn't like a theater competition. It was more for like sports yeah. um, competitions. But I was like, no, it's just zip code. I was like, <laughs> if you're on that zip code and you're in this zip code, like it's just public school. Yeah. Um, I had the wonderful, um, opportunity to live in Utah for the month of March. This year? <laughs> this year. To do what? I Were lived you scouting? In Utah. Um, and. Were you there for uh, season three? I'm ready. If they move to Park City, like, I'm there. Um, but I got to, you know, explore Utah and it's weird. Um, yeah. it's weird. But those, you know, because of how big that school is there it must be this huge area because utah's pretty spread out i mean technically it's in the city but it's like cities so it's like yeah i don't know there's two places park city and salt lake are only 30 to 45 minutes away from each other and they're the two main places in utah so just like in glee how you know those two schools in ohio were actually super far away from each other yeah um because schools were so big i actually do think that they were pretty far away yeah they don't just like jump over very quickly and then the pizza shop must be in a central location it's not like close to the school probably. yeah the pizza shop must be in a like central place yeah um because if sebi goes to this school and sebi lives on a farm sebi's probably coming in 30 to 45 minutes to travel to the school yeah which means that he's still in the zip code for that school. Now we're really getting into it right here. I yeah. apologize, everyone. No, um, next week we'll have a map. We'll have everything. We'll have it all like laid out on a map. Um, so I don't think we're going to see any kids transfer one to the other. I think Lily is the only one that's a little odd in that situation. And well, I can't she's, she's a dramatic woman. She probably like asked her parents and they like, so she like, they're like, okay, we have the money. Like, let's just do it. Like, I'm like, where did she come from? We don't know nothing. We know nothing about her as a person. Yeah, I mean, she's just like very icy and competitive. That's all we know. Um, all we know. So yeah. I'm like ready to get more of her backstory and like yeah. give the us fact a that on her origin story. Yeah, where's her origin? It's got to be coming. I, I'm excited. I think she's like definitely a standout, and I want to see more from her. Like, she's yeah. a fun villain. Um, with that said, do you have any final thoughts on this episode before we do some like wrap up stuff? Yeah, final thoughts on this episode. Um, I need more EJ. That's yes. like the 18th time. Need more EJ. If anyone comes for Big Red, I'll cut them. And um, 
I'm really excited to see this new step in Nini's transformation. Yes, which is a tease yeah. for the final episode. For Nina. Yes. Yeah, uh, so also this is probably our last episode during Pride Month. Shout out to Larry Saperstein and Joe Serafini and Frankie Rodriguez, all the, the queer actors on the show and characters as well. Um, did you see the Larry Saperstein TikTok? Yes, mm-hmm. King. Um, and yeah, so in terms of, did, did you see any High School Musical news this week or no? Like any any tangential like High School Musical related news in the world? I did not. I did not either. I haven't been on social media a ton, but uh, the last thing I saw was uh, Larry Saperstein dressed as Olivia Rodrigo in Good For You, the music video on his Twitter, which was kind of iconic. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, Rebecca, where can people keep up with you? Do What do you have going on? What do you want people to check out? Yeah. Oh my gosh. How exciting. Um, follow me on Instagram, um, or on Twitter. I think I'm really funny. I I'm not, I haven't tweeted since 2014 though. I did. What? You haven't tweeted since 2014. Oh, that's a different one. Oh Oh, no. I have to delete that account. I have two different Twitter accounts. I made one in high school and then I didn't, I forgot the password. So then I got it. That's the one you told me to tag you in. Uh, I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think I'm really funny. I'm not. You are. Um, thank you. I have a TikTok. It's working and it's running. Um, what are the handles? For me. I mean, I'm just driving in Chicago. I'm new to Chicago. So if anyone has any friends, if any listeners are in Chicago, yeah. come hang out with Jacob, me. Jacob, you're not listening, but I will force you to hang yeah. out with Rebecca. <laughs> it's a hot back summer. Yes. So I'm ready for it. I did forget one thing. Caitlin yeah. sends me feedback and she's usually here, but she has her opinions. Let me just read through them. So we called from the beginning, Howie being a North High student. So, uh, but she also says that uh, she has the captions on. And so when it was spoiled, when Howie started singing, because it said who was singing, um, Caitlin wasn't a very uh, big fan of either of the songs. Very blah. Mrs. Jen and Zach don't have any chemistry. Uh, and then we knew they tried to have them dance together, though. Got to get their money worth off Derek Huff. She loves the budding relationship of EJ and Gina. She says Ricky and Nini are toxic. And she does think it's very interesting that Nini is now going by Nina. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for more Caitlin updates uh, while she's on vacation. Uh, Rebecca, sorry, I interrupt you. Where? What are your handles that people can follow you at on TikTok? Ah, yes. Um, on Instagram, it's RebeccaRS25. On Twitter, we just got that solved. It's RR. Shilsky, which is my last name, S-C-H-I-L-S-K-Y. Um, and Facebook's just my full name. You, want, you want people to, to add you on Facebook? Totally. Okay. I don't uh, know. It's I, weird. Some people like some people love LinkedIn. Some yeah, you can definitely link in with me. I would love that. I have a Pinterest. Oh, I need to I need you to follow, follow my LinkedIn. boards if you'd like. Um, do you want me to plug the thing that we did in the fall? Or no, like the YouTube our, our game? Yeah. For sure. No spoilers, but we were we were a great pair. Um, we were wonderful. Survivor prom night on YouTube, a four episodes miniseries. You can see me get yelled at by the jury, even though I was on the jury at that point. That was a shit show. Um, you can see me try to dress up and win my way to the top. Honestly, a Rob's queen. I voted for you. So, so mad spoilers if anyone cared, but who cares? <laughs> no one cares oh uh, yeah but shout out ethan support his content uh he's doing bang them out um and rebecca and i will hopefully be there together for all stars yeah. yeah um anyways in terms of what i have going on you can follow my main on twitter with the fleep i'm also there on instagram 
Brazil Dragon Pod for all podcast related purposes. We're continuing to chug along on this Finney and for a rewatch on the What You Doing podcast. We just had TikTok Nicole join us to talk about traffic cam caper and bowler rama drama rebecca you're more than welcome to join us on the Finney and Ferb podcast anytime you want um speaking of high school musical universe stuff ashley tisdale is candace so we have to stand i'm here for it um and then uh also i was recently on the ang in their podcast that is dropping on wednesday we're talking about season two episode 17 of avatar uh lake lao guy and then uh, I'm also talking about the new Pixar movie, Luca, on the Post Show Recaps Patreon feed this weekend. That movie made me cry at work. It was offensive to me that they decided to do that, but it was such a beautiful movie, so I can't be that mad at it. Have you seen it yet? I have not, but I did see a uh, image-by-image play-by-play of Luca and uh, Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> uh, or as my friend Albie said, Calamari By Your Name. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I definitely 10 out of 10 would recommend that movie. Uh, maybe you and uh, your man can watch it tonight. Sounds like a plan. Or you can wait until I show up in Chicago and we can watch it as a group. Perfect. Yes. Have you seen Soul yet? At least? I have seen Soul. Okay. That one's really I good. I've seen Soul too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of that, how about people hashtag vowel sounds if they made it to the end of this podcast? Um, <laughs> and then Rebecca will be here next week to recap and also like, if you have any HSMTMTS topics you want us to talk about or news, just hit us up on Twitter or email at BrazilDragonPod at gmail.com. So that's our home base. Rebecca, any final thoughts? Um, Keep bopping to the top. Yes. And until next time, bye, everyone. Come stalking us at night. Set to sacrifice our children to his monstrous appetite. He'll wreak havoc on our village if we let him wander flee. So it's time. To take some action, boys. It's time to follow me. We don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us, and this monster is mysterious at least. Bring your guns, bring your knives, save your children and your wives. We'll save our village and our lives. We'll kill the beast. Hearts ablaze, banners high, we go marching into battle, unafraid, although the danger just increased. Raise the flag, sing the song, here we come with 50 strong and 50 Frenchmen can be wrong. We'll kill the beast. Think I won't keep up, got a lot to prove, but you ain't ever seen everything I can do, let me show ya. Oh no, I never say that, right now you'll bring me back, and it's
Yeah. 